Hi, this is Caroline. I am super excited by a new feature that I have available for you. If you go to my show notes, you'll see a link that says, I would love to hear from you. Text message me here. Yes, you can now text message me. So if you have any thoughts about an episode, if you've got ideas for an episode, if you'd just like to connect and say hi, then click on that link. I'd love to hear from you. Hi there, I'm Caroline Thor, professional organiser, KonMari consultant, teacher and mum of three. I started off my life as a mum feeling overwhelmed, disorganised and desperately trying to carve out some time for me amongst the nappies, chaos and clutter. One day, one small book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying changed everything and I began to learn strategies for making everyday life easier. Today I have the systems in place that means life can throw almost anything at me and I want to share them with you. If you're an overwhelmed mum struggling to keep it together, then this is the podcast for you. Grab a coffee and settle in for a quick chat with someone who gets your reality. Hi there and welcome back. I'm so pleased that you found the time to listen to this podcast today. What I'm going to be talking about is really what is at the core of why I believe so strongly in the KonMari method and decluttering in general, and that is self-care. Thankfully, there's been a rise in recent years of people finding it acceptable to talk about mental health issues. If we want our mental health to be good, then we really need to be paying attention to how we look after and talk to ourselves. And that is definitely a self-care issue. I've spoken openly in previous episodes about how I really struggled as a mum of young children, feeling very overwhelmed. It's not something that anyone apart from my husband were really aware of. In fact, friends would often comment about how together and organised I was and how well I coped with the kids. But, as is often the case, behind closed doors, a different scenario was at play. I would often feel overwhelmed and frustrated and at a total loss about how to cope with everything. Luckily, I've learned it's better to ask for help and admit you are not doing okay. But back then, I was like a duck paddling frantically under the water, while above, from what people could see, everything was calm and serene and just fine. I'm sure a lot of people hear me credit Marie Kondo's book for saving me and think I am wildly exaggerating, but it really was the case. Decluttering, organising and creating systems in our home was the self-care I needed, And although I will happily admit to not being perfect on this front, it has made enough of a difference that life really does feel calm and easier. Now that the children are older, we have different challenges to piles of toys cluttering the house. But with one child with autism and not knowing from one day to the next how things are going to be and what I will actually have time for, having the home organised is a game changer. So let me explain why decluttering and organising is a form of self-care. It may seem like a very bold claim to say that decluttering improves your mental health, but it has been proven to be the case. And here's why. Benefit number one, it reduces your stress. We all know the times we have not been able to find something and the stress and anxiety that can induce. Why is it always that one really important document that you need now that you can't put your hands on? Or the dog lead so you can take her out for a walk? or your kids' shoes so that you can take them to daycare. And it's always, isn't it, when you don't have the time to look for it because you needed said item five minutes ago and now it's really causing a problem that you can't find it. 
In the past, I've struggled keeping paperwork in any sort of sensible order. Tax return time was always looming, and rather than steadily working my way through the piles of paper to find what was needed in good time, I would procrastinate until the day would come that my husband announced he was going to complete it that evening, and then the search would begin, but not calmly, because Ralph was sitting at his desk waiting for me to produce what he needed, and I was feeling so frustrated with myself that this situation had occurred again that I would get more and more stressed. And of course, it would always be on an evening when one of the kids wouldn't settle, and, and, and. I'm sure you can relate. The last few years, the tax return has been easy. I have known where the papers I needed were, could collect them together in five minutes, and Ralph hasn't needed to sit there pretending not to be frustrated with me. It's down to not having any papers I don't need anymore, and a system for filing that I can easily maintain. The amount of time we waste looking for things is so very stress-inducing. If the statistics are to be believed, we spend approximately six months of our lives looking for lost things, the most common of which are TV remotes, phones, keys, glasses and shoes. Sound familiar? I still haven't mastered leaving my glasses in their designated place. I only wear them to watch TV in the house and I often get distracted on my way to putting them back and just put them down somewhere and then I have to call the kids to come and help me look for them as I'm leaving the house because I can't find them and I need them to drive the car. See, I told you I am far from perfect. The less stuff you have, the fewer decisions you need to make. What will you put on in the morning? Which knife to use in the kitchen? Which mug to grab? And decisions about storing things are easy because you have the space to do it. I think it's also important to mention that we all have a different tolerance level for too much stuff in the home. While one person might find cluttered equates to cosy and they love their home, someone else might find all the clutter visually overstimulating and it makes them feel stressed living like this. Unfortunately, when this is the case, people, especially women, feel at a loss about how they should even start to get on top of what they see as an unsurmountable problem. And that in itself is very stress-inducing. And it is often the case that within a home, one person may not see the clutter as a problem, while their partner finds it incredibly frustrating. Benefit number two is an improved lifestyle. Decluttering your living space, for example, can help you sleep better. Going to bed in a calm and decluttered room has been shown to improve sleep. I heard a very interesting point from someone I know this week regarding her bedroom, and I can relate. She'd come back from a holiday, had taken her suitcase up to her room, and some days later it was still not unpacked. She was wanting to know why, when we have quick jobs like this, that we know we're only going to take 10 minutes, we procrastinate. I was really quick at unpacking this year when we got back from our three-week holiday, but I collected together a small pile of things that I needed to take back to their correct places downstairs. This small pile sat on my dresser for days. Every time I walked past it, I could have taken it with me, but no, it sat there. And each evening when I went to bed, I was thinking, must do that tomorrow. I don't know why we can't motivate ourselves to just quickly do something, but I do know that it is this problem that causes homes to become full of little piles everywhere which just grow, or things not being put away that then pile up, and before we know it, we're living in clutter. Another way it can improve our lifestyle is in the kitchen. If your cupboards, fridge and freezer are decluttered, and you know what you have available to cook with, you are more likely to cook healthy meals which can only benefit you. This is something I'm going to be talking with a guest about in a future podcast episode. Benefit number three is a better work-life balance. Since the pandemic, many of us have found ourselves working from home. Having a decluttered environment means we are less likely to be distracted and as a result, more productive. 
Many of us don't have the luxury of a home office and we're working from the dining room table. If we're not having to clear a space before we can set up our laptop, we're going to feel calmer before we start work. For those of us who go out to work, the last thing we need when we come through the door is piles of stuff that we immediately feel we should be dealing with. The precious free time that we have should not be spent tidying before we can even start to clean. I remember a good friend of mine who's a teacher saying that she spent the first part of her summer holiday every year tidying up the house so that she could even clean. If we have less stuff, there is less chance that the piles are going to build up. The cleaning is then quickly done and we have more free time. Definitely a better work-life balance. Benefit number four is that we can live more intentionally. Okay, this is a phrase that is being banded around at the moment, but what does it actually mean? It means living according to your values, making decisions based on what is important to you and doing things in a considered way. If you are intentional about decluttering and organizing your home, the likelihood is you'll be intentional about keeping it that way. If environmental issues are important to you, then this will definitely help you to be intentional about that, or healthy eating, or making time for hobbies or exercise, or even saving money. The whole act of decluttering and organising can lead to you to being intentional about things in virtually every other area of your life. It is that powerful. Benefit number five is that decluttering and organising can improve your relationships. This was the biggest plus for me. As I became a calmer mummy, my relationships with my children benefited hugely. And as for my relationship with Ralph, he is naturally very organised and tidy, so I know living with me was a tad taxing at times. He has now one reason less to be frustrated with me, which can only be positive. The final benefit is that it boosts your self-esteem. If you feel in control of things, you generally feel better about yourself. And there is something wonderful about opening the front door to visitors and feeling relaxed and positive about your home. The peace and calm I have gained has given me the energy and belief in myself to do other things like this podcast and starting my organising business, and I am so excited about the future projects I have planned. My self-esteem is at a point where I believe that I am capable of making strides in the area that I would have previously never thought were possible. So as you switch off whichever device you've been listening to this on, look around your living space and see if you think there are benefits for you to decluttering and organising. Do you need a bit of self-care? I hope that this episode left you asking some big questions about what for you is the next best step. And if you need a little extra support and you would love to get started, but just don't know where to begin, go to my website. The link is in the description and download my free guide to getting started with the KonMari method. I've broken it down into simple steps for you to help you get going. So what was your biggest takeaway from this episode? I want to know. You can always DM me on Instagram. I am just at caro.thor on Instagram. If you're not following me yet, that's where I do most of my posting and where I see most of my DMs. So I would love to hear from you. Until next time. If you've enjoyed this episode, please send the link to a friend you know would appreciate it. Subscribe and leave a review. I look forward to bringing you more organizing tips next time. But if you can't wait until then, you can go to my website or find me on Instagram at caro.thor or on Facebook at Caroline Organizer. Thanks for listening and I look forward to guiding you on your journey to find your clutter-free ever after.